What's good, Defenders? It's the night before a match, so you know what that means. It's time for your favorite Defenders of the Bank segment. One more sleep, because of course, we are just one sleep away from our first ever match in the city of St. Louis. That's right. LAFC heads to St. Louis to take on the first place St. Louis City SC. You know my voice. It's the scarf. J.R. Liebert and sitting now on my left as I'm looking at the screen just left over that way from world famous filler monster studios. Can I give you one Christian Philly Philemon? Ah, what's going on defenders? It wasn't that long ago that we did a one more sleep or a podcast for that matter. So we're uh, we're going to be facing a gauntlet of games here in the next couple of days with matches on Wednesday, matches over the weekend, another match the following Wednesday. We're going to be very, very busy for the duration of the month of September, as will LAFC. So the content will be brewing. Speaking of brewing, we're off to the Midwest to take on Anheuser-Busch FC. The city of St. Louis, Scarf, it is a very nice city. I had the honor and privilege of being going and visiting that town on many occasions having gone to college in the Midwest. And they got a pretty cool downtown area. The arch is kind of neat. Right around Bush Stadium, it's kind of neat. I haven't been around the new park, obviously, because, well, it's new. And when I was there, it wasn't even a thought. But I will hand it to St. Louis. They came in without a shred of hope into the season. No pundit predicted them to finish any higher than 13th place. And they've shut all of us up, every single one of us. And they built a nice supporter culture there as well. But the one thing that I do know that we can lord over them, Scarf, is that we handed them their worst defeat of the season. Yeah, look, St. Louis, beautiful town. I've been there. I've been to see the Mets play the Cardinals at Bush Stadium. Beautiful stadium. Beautiful, Really nice people. Uh, I remember uh, seeing Mike Piazza play there. That was, that was kind of neat. Uh, really nice people. Like, they're, they're very friendly sports fans. Uh, in their baseball stadium. I don't know what they're like at, uh, God, why am I blanking on the name? City Park? What is it? Is City right? Park. Yeah, City Park. Ni- nicely done on the sponsorship there, guys. Uh, that's okay. We have BMO, and they sponsor like 15 different things. We love you, BMO. But either way, uh, St. Louis, a really good sports town. The one thing you do know mm-hmm. about Cardinals fans, they are loyal. I mean, they were sad when the Rams left, but not really that sad because they were an L.A. team to begin with. Oh, but they're pretty heated still, Louis- Scarf. Yeah, those St. Louis sports fans, the St. Louis Blues back in the day with Brett Hull, the St. Louis Browns. I mean, we're talking a long time baseball culture. This It's a really fun sports town. But that being said, we are going to make it not so fun for them come tomorrow at City Park. The last time we played them, you mentioned it, worst loss of the season, 3 nothing at BMO July 12th. And, and look, this is a Jekyll and Hyde. St. Louis City SC. That's too many damn things. Team, uh, look, they won their first five. In their next six, they got just one win. Then they won their next three. And their next four, no wins. And then they won six of eight. And now, in their last five, one win. So it's all a matter of will it be Jekyll or will it be Hyde? And I never know which the good the, the good ones hide, right? Hyde, I don't even know anymore. Whatever one the good one is. Dr. Don't want Jekyll is the good one. Right. Okay. So Jekyll is Jekyll. And then Mr. Hyde is his slim shady alter ego. Got it. Okay. Shady is Mr. Hyde's whatever. So we don't want Dr. Jekyll to show up in this match and start their run to the end of the season with a solid run of form. That's, that's what I was getting at. 
Their version of Dr. Jekyll, Lutz Fahnenstiel, their sporting director, he put together a very fantastic Bless team. You. And when you sign a designated player, as a goalkeeper as a, de- as a designated player, you're, you're going to scratch your head and go, what the heck is this guy thinking? But Roman Burke, he's been worth every single dime that St. Louis has spent on him. He's been a pretty darn good keeper, although he's not in the statistical categories for clean sheets. You know who's number one in clean sheets, Scarf? Hey, okay. Uh, is it is it is it our is it our old friend Stephen Fry again? No, it's Steve Clark. <laughs> I don't even know what team Steve Clark plays for anymore. Is Houston. it Houston? He's still on Houston, Houston right? Okay. So right. Uh, that which is a surprise to me. But look, either way, this is a team that is pretty deadly at home. They're not so good on the road, but then again, neither are we with only three wins. Now, only two teams throughout the course of history in Major League Soccer have gone on their inaugural season and had as much success as St. Louis. You'd have to go back to 1998 for the Chicago Fire and then more recently in 2017 with Atlanta United. I believe the record is 13, and that was the Fire. Second place would be Atlanta United with 11. And then hot on their trails, St. Louis with 10. But by no means can we make uh, us to be that sacrificial lamb for them to get that 11. But not so good, like you said. Only one win on the road. But when we squared off against them against BMO just a couple of months ago, one player that was missing because of a quad injury that will be gracing the pitch once again, Joao Klaus. 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 That guy can score goals, man. And uh, he he's done so in consecutive games. And he's done that on multiple occasions. We'll talk more about him. But look, a high-scoring team. One goal shy for the lead in the league next to the Columbus crew. St. Louis is tough, man, but we can be tougher if we play our game. Yeah, I got a stat for you, Philly. You ready for this stat? I like stats. In all of their Major League Soccer regular season home games, they have trailed for exactly 100 minutes. Oh, you put that you put that one up, but you don't put the one up where she said scarf a whole bunch of times. Thanks, Philly. What do you mean? I just had that up there. I wasn't paying attention at all. Just (laughs) Uh, all right. So 100 minutes total is how long they have trailed this season at home. One hundred of over twelve hundred minutes total. Jacob is 100 percent correct. We'll get to him in just a second. And Roman Berkey is special, Philly. But I think the long season might be wearing on the older keeper just a little bit. He has started all 29 regular season matches. He does have five clean sheets at home. But I'm I'm not so sure that their designated player and older keeper is going to be able to handle the peppering that we are going to give uh, Roman Berkey. We'll see how that goes. Philly, shall we get into our players to watch? Yeah, why beat around the bush? Uh, we've Let's, got a, you know, we got Purina, Purina Dog Chow FC to talk about. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, we did a co-branded uh, partnership with them last time they came here. Didn't love that, but that's okay. Either way, we no, love. I the got that bandana around here. Look, somewhere. We, we love the animals though, so I can't be upset about that. Philly, you mentioned him as back in the lineup. We didn't play against him last time we saw this club. And Joao Klaus is as good as it gets in Major League Soccer in terms of midfielders. I don't know what's with these Joao midfielders between Joao Paulo and now Joao Klaus. We get to face some really good midfielders. And look, Klaus has scored, I think, in his last two, maybe even three matches. And and he is as good as it gets. Again, a player who has, I think, is playing better than before. It's amazing what being injured for a little bit and giving you some perspective and ability to learn how to run the offense even better over the course of time gives you Joao Klaus is going to be 
on the ball an awful lot for St. Louis tomorrow. The player to watch for me for sure. And look, he had a beautiful assist in limited minutes last match. He's slowly moving away from El Agua Pistolero, and he might actually <laughs> just become the Pistolero again. I'm nah, maybe we could call him the super soaker first. Listen, I've said it before. I said I was going to be done with him last match if he didn't do anything. I was going to be done with him, but he decided to come back on the train, and I'm riding the Mario Motorcade, Philly. The assist was beautiful, obviously, on that goal to, to close things out. I think Mario Gonzalez, and, and my, my keys to the match is going to have to do with Mario Gonzalez. I'm, I've really thought this out for Super Mario here. Uh, Jacob, I'm, I'm working my way back from the water pistol comment. If he can keep doing what he's doing, I like Super Mario in this one as well. It's funny. You yelled at him very loudly at some point during the game against Carson. I distinctly remember that because I'm pretty sure that was the moment that your voice decided to evade you. So just throwing <laughs> when, that out. When he made the wrong run and he cut into the box, for, I lost my – there were small children that turned around and wondered, is that old man okay back there? What's going on? He's It's like <laughs> uh, old man yells at uh, windmill or whatever. Like it was pretty funny, but it was, it was rough. Anyways, he's – It's kind of funny what Jacob Contreras has to say because I literally – we have Super Mario 2 going on in the background. I know you we That's were talking exactly. about this before before we started one more sleep. I logged on and Philly's like, hold on, I'm playing Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, I never realized what a weird game it was as compared to the other ones. But I just like Jacob said, my Mario in the video game also needs a mushroom. As far as my players to watch are concerned, I you could pick the low-hanging free fruit in that of Giochini, but the guy that I really enjoy on this team uh comes from the midfield. And that would be Edva, Edward Leuven. When you see a W like that with an um, an O with an umlaut in German, Lu, Edward Leuven, the German himself. Where's this your guy umlaut? Leaves. What? Where's your umlaut? I don't see an umlaut. Uh, whatever. Leave me alone. I you always I always make spelling errors. I don't know where the heck an umlaut is on this quirky <laughs> keyboard. Leave me alone. Let me get into my thing. <laughs> Edward Leuven. He leads the team in assists. He's a dynamic playmaker. In addition to that, he could also find the back of the net, having done so on six occasions. So while you have the likes of Klaus Giacchini, um, Edward Leuven is just as important as these players are to the offense that St. Louis runs. And I'd like to keep an eye on him. And we need to do some lockdown in the midfield. We did a really good job on Ricky Pooch. Uh, to shut down his uh, movement and his ball movement and shut down the Carson Galaxy for that matter. And the player, and tying into that, Mati Bogush was a very big reason as to why Ricky Pooch got shut down. He was all over him, baby, and Ricky had no threatening anything in that game. He was completely non-existent. So I want to keep my eyes on Mati Bogush because he can certainly play some lockdown defense on players within the midfield, and he he's exciting. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's got great ball control. He's aggressive. I, I think he's due, man. I think he's due for either an assist or a goal because he's been knocking on that door uh, quite substantially over these past couple of games. And I think he's going to get on the board this time around. Denny obviously is is feeling himself, doing another, uh, having another brace, starting to speak English in press conferences too. By the way, that was a lot of fun. But I I'm going to go with Mati Bogush because he's due, and Edward Leuven because well, the guy's good. So. There you have it. Two midfielders from each side of the team. Yeah, side of the look, L Leuven and uh, Oops. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, Lu- Luvin is one of those special players out there. You're absolutely right, Philly. And I, I really do think <laughs> Philly's having fun. Look out. We might lose Philly here. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's okay. You get to see behind the curtain a little bit as uh, as Philly presses buttons. Oh, uh, they, they call that scheisse in German, Scar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Again, I think between Klaus and Leuven, we've got two players that are going to be on the ball for most of the match. We were able to isolate Ricky Pooch, but no Gaston Brugman. Well, Ricky Pooch is Joel Klaus, and Edward Leuven is Gaston Brugman. Those are two excellent midfielders. It's going to be fun to see what happens. Philly, I, I could pick Mati Bogus every single match and never be disappointed lately with the way that he's been playing. Uh, I do want to throw out the name Kike Oliveira. I think that we're going to see some special things from him as well. Uh, before we get in, Philly, to our keys to the match, uh, we do have to address the elephant that will not be on the field. And that, of course, is one Cheeky Palacios. We want to remind everybody out there that Cheeky Palacios is not going to play. Yep. Yellow card accumulation. He is suspended. That is going to be rough that is going to be real rough not having cheeky palacios out there i I, yeah i agree but i got to tell you sergey palencia has stepped up quite significantly in the absence of cheeky palacios uh he cheeky been gone for a couple of games with some type of personal scenario going on and we have a vague idea as to what's going on we're not gonna obviously say anything about that but in his absence i think sergey has played quite well so i'm not as concerned with the law. Obviously, he contributes substantially. He had an assist in the game, very uh, reminiscent of what he did to the Philadelphia Union in that beautiful cross to Garrett Bale. Similar play to Denny Bowanga. But Sergey Palencia has really stepped up, and I'm pretty sure we could both agree on that. Yeah, I'll I know say Jacob this. and I agree uh, on that. Yeah, I, I agree. And that Richard Sergei Martinez for that matter. Thank you. A, a breath of fresh air. But to me, behind Giorgio Chiellini, I really do feel like the most important player on our team is it's cheeky Palacios. So we'll see what happens there. Sorry. I just, there's a lot of carbonation in this spin drift and I almost died just now trying to keep that in. It's like a LaCroix, but with like 10 calories instead of zero. Anyways. uh, Why would you want more calories if you can get zero? Wait, you don't know spin drift because LaCroix, when you open it, the flavor tries to leave the can as quickly as possible. It's like a, someone like Perry air from the movie Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same combination on my luggage. Look, keys <laughs> to the game. Hey, uh, screw. I, I think the uh, I think the old man between the pipes. We almost went way off the rails there. I think the old man no, between the pipes, Roman Berkey, is is going to find the end of the MLS season far more difficult than he found the beginning of their MLS season. We'll see what happens. Uh, I look. I don't want to root against. I don't want to 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 pick against Roman Berkey on the back line. He is as good of a keeper in major league soccer as has ever been there to be perfectly honest, but he's not moving the way that he was moving towards the beginning of the year. He has shown a little bit of a drop off from time to time now in these latter matches of the season. So what do we do? We pepper him. We pepper him guys like Mati Bogush, obviously Danny Bowanga, Carlos Vela would love for it to be Mario Gonzalez. If it happens to be Stipe Buke, Whoever it might be, I would love to see these shots over and over and over again to keep peppering Berkey, keep making him move side to side. I think that could be a a major, major, major uh, key to this match. And and my second one, no soft serve. Coach Steve Terundolo mentioned at the last press conference, both goals we gave up were soft. 
We cannot afford to give up soft goals against St. Louis City. They are at the top of the table, and by six points for that matter, for a reason. This is a very good club. And if you give up a softie to them, it is going to be monumentally more difficult to come back. So no softies. And yes, that goal in the 25th minute after we scored in the 24th minute I, that is the most shocking goal that we have given up all season. Why do I say that? Because my man, the myth, the legend, the 39-year-old Giorgio Chiellini was back there. I don't know what happened, but even with the likes of Giorgio Chiellini back there, we fell asleep. So in my opinion, soft goals will lead to zero, maybe one point, but likely zero points as we leave St. Louis. Between peppering and, and soft serving, I now want a steak and ice cream. Thank you yeah. very much. It's 8.53. I'm trying to keep those calories low. What are you doing to me, Scarf? Trying to maintain this girlish figure. <laughs> as far as as far as my keys to the game are concerned, look, St. Louis has proven to be a pretty tough place to play for a lot of teams this season. Again, they've won 10 games. They're relatively... Uh, they, they can't really lose at home. That's the word I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. They defend their fortress very, very well. And if you get the, that crowd going, it's obviously going to be the 12th man that propels their team into victory. For us to, to go in there and to give up the first goal of the game, I think that puts us at a massive disadvantage. We are a very successful team, not only just this season, but over the course of Steve Chirundolo's entire coaching pedigree. Anytime we score first, there is a super high probability that we are going to win this game. So yeah. if we can score first and silence that crowd, that bodes well for us. At the same time, oh, God, I did make a spelling error. Gosh darn it. Uh, <laughs> we need to have a strong defensive presence in there because St. Louis is one of the highest scoring teams in Major League Soccer right now. They've got goals for a 56 with only one team ahead of them and that of the Columbus crew at 57. So like you said, we can't make any silly mistakes because that's what's led to us getting punished in these games. We could go back as recently as the game against the Galaxy and we got caught ball watching a minute after we scored. We allowed that sickening team to get back in this game. We can't afford to make mistakes and get beat like that. We cannot allow the crowd or this team to think that they have an opportunity. So we silence the crowd by scoring early. And obviously we hold down that back line and protect whoever is in between the pipes. And I'm kind of curious as to who Steve is going to go with because Maxime got to start. I'm not going to say Maxime played a great game. His ball distribution was great, but he didn't really make any saves. I still like John McCarthy for the remainder of the season, but we shall see. Well, look, Max didn't get tested, right? Two shots on goal, two goals, and neither one of them uh, he was able to get a hand on. So we don't know what it looks like. Max uh, made exactly zero saves through no fault of his own. We allowed two shots on target the whole match, and they just happened to be the two that went in. It'll be interesting. I, my personal thought on that, Philly, is that Maxime goes back to Coach Steve Gerundolo and says to him, all right, here's how I'm feeling after the match. And who knows? Maybe he might need a couple more days of rest and recuperation because he's still obviously getting his 90-minute legs back under him. Maybe we see John McCarthy in this match, but we play another match in, what, another four days? Maybe we see Maxime Cropot there. I don't yeah. love that to end our season, especially because we have seven matches in 22 days, starting from that Galaxy match. Seven matches in 22 days. Good Lord. Either way, I, I think that we're going to have to see a little bit of both keepers towards the end of the year. All right. 
Score predictions. We mentioned two very high-scoring teams, St. Louis right near the top in goals scored. But I don't think this is going to be as high of a scoring match as uh, it could be. I think LAFC bunkers down. I think we play excellent defense over the course of 90 minutes. I think that we get uh, two quick goals. I think we go into half. I like Jacobs 2-2, but I think we go into half actually up to nothing. Uh, they always like to say the most dangerous lead in all of soccer is 2 nothing. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. No, 2 nothing is better than one nothing. Stop it if you say it's the most dangerous <laughs> lead. Uh, I think we go up into the half 2 nothing, and I think it is uh, Denny Bawanga and Denny Bawanga with the two goals. I think Denny now, he's he's now tied for the golden boot. I don't think he gives up the lead for the rest of the season. Obviously, Hani Mukhtar and Giorgio Yakumakis might have something to say about that, but I think it's uh, it's now Denny Bawanga's to lose. And with the game in hand and having all of the eyes on St. Louis and us as we will, I think Denny Bawanga is going to show up and show out. I think we win this match 2-1 on the strength of two first-half goals. And then like Samuel Jackson said in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. The last time we squared off against St. Louis, it looked like a pretty convincing victory, three to nothing. But if we can go back in time and relive that game, it was 0-0 up until the 72nd minute. Yep. At that point, LAFC blew the floodgates open and, and wiped the mats with St. Louis by scoring two more goals immediately thereafter. I think that might have been the game, the last time we'd ever saw Jose Cifuentes score a goal for the for the black and gold. Stipe Butte did score in that game, by the way, as did Carlos Vela. Now, that was still a hard-fought victory, and while it looks like we whooped up on him, again, St. Louis is a good team. Not great on the road, but really good at home. And to me personally, I'd hate to admit it, I do not envision us walking out of there with a victory. But that being said, I also don't envision us walking out of there with a loss either. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and I think the defense is going to step up on both sides because obviously we have two of the better scoring teams in Major League Soccer competing against one another. There's going to be a lot of defensive tactics that are going to go into play into this game. It's going to be a nice chess match between Steve Chirondolo and uh, Bradley Carnell of St. Louis. So I think we walk out 1-1 with a tie. I'd love to go down your route, but I'm trying to be somewhat realistic as opposed to optimistic, which is goes beyond my ethos. I'm more of an optimist than a realist or a pessimist. But walking away with even one point with against St. Louis, I think bodes very well for us. And even walking into Philadelphia and, wa- and getting a point is very well. You win at home, you secure a point on the road. That's your way to climb up the charts. That's uh, I my wanna- take. I want to be clear about something out there, everybody, and I can get a little bit of hate from this. That's fine. To me, if we draw or we lose, St. Louis wins the West. We need to take all three. St. Louis wins the West. We need to take all three in this match. We can't leave there still down six points in the standings. That's too many wins over too short a period of time. If we don't get those three points – we might as well just focus on getting our lineup set for playoffs and getting as many points over the rest of the regular season as possible. I don't think we have enough in us, even though we have a game in hand, even though we have a game in hand, we have a game in hand on St. Louis. That's three points, but that's why I think we need it. 
We have too many matches over too short of a period of time. Starting from the Galaxy match, seven matches in 22 days. We still have to go to Philly. We've got to win this match here in St. Louis. We've still got some tough matches down the road. Obviously, uh, Vancouver looms and Vancouver trying to get a top four spot as well. We need these particular three points so that we can climb three points closer to who we're looking at in the standings, and that's obviously the team we're playing. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. And for those that are getting on Steve, Steve had uh, made, made a comment in the presser about how, you know, this is just obviously we need three points. We're not viewing this as, as a must win. Look, push comes to shove. Steve was a player. When he downplays the rivalries between us and Galaxy, ask him about how he felt as a player over at Hanover 96 as they were about to square off against Eintracht Braunschweig. That is a derby. He always came up and, and played hard for that. He's just saying what he needs to say in order to keep the pressure off and the locker room calm. That is my thought on that. I don't think he's downplaying any game. I think he's just trying to maintain some kind of control and some type of relaxation within that locker room because when the boys are having fun and playing chill, they obviously go out there and they dominate games. We've seen that when they get a little stressed out and when the pressure starts to mount, Things can kind of break, as we saw in that final against Leon in CONCACAF Champions League. So while uh, by people saying, oh, he doesn't care, this guy's full of it, he's lying, I just honestly think he's trying to keep things as chill as he is. Keep in mind, the guy was a baller himself in the Bundesliga. Americans aren't known for going into a German town and being nominated captain of that squad. He was. He's a competitor. He's a gamer. He knows what the deal is. And low-key, he he wants to beat the hell out of St. Louis. Who wouldn't? We climb up the rankings in, in a stellar fashion, and we make a statement by whooping up on St. Louis. I don't know if it's going to happen. I want it to happen. Personally, if you ask me, I'd love if the score was six to nothing. But it's still a tough place to play. And after that awful game against Portland, I'm not convinced that we're great on the road. And I don't even have to be convinced. Our record indicates otherwise. We've won three games on the road, which is unlike our club. But that being the case, we're not walking away empty-handed. So that's my thought on that. Billy, one more time, the uh, Derby Club against Hanover 96? Eintracht Braunschweig. I don't know that one. I I, I thought I knew my Bundesliga clubs. I don't know that well, one. Well, it's like the Bundesliga. Oh, that's why. All right. All right. Yeah, cool. you won't really see them in uh in in the first in the top flight. And by the way, Eintracht, just so you know, it's similar to the term United that they use in Germany. Right, right, right. Uh look, I've got two one. Philly's got one one. It's gonna be interesting, you guys. Uh wherever you're watching it, uh, it's a Wednesday. Remember, the game is at 5 30, folks, not 7 30, 5 30. PM. Oh, poop. I forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. I didn't even know that. There you go. Don't forget, 5.30. So I'll be off of work for all of 30 minutes. Uh, and then just to put it out there, we'll talk about it a little bit more on our pod, but uh, you're going to hear a little bit more of Philly over the next three or four or five days and a little less of the scarf after this last pod. But we'll get to that uh, at a later date. We'll talk about it on the pod. That'll be episode 276 of Defenders of the Bank and it'll be after, in my opinion, three points in St. Louis. Philly says one point in St. Louis. We'll see what all of you guys say. Hit us up on all the social media platforms. And uh, we have a cool guitar riff. Yeah, Don't think I'm going to go solo, Scarf. I've got many special guests planned. Oh, for I, believe me. I figured. I just, <laughs> I yeah. Everybody, it's going to be a mess. Bye. Bye.